Today I want to just quickly take your attention towards the sermon series that we've been doing and part two of our sermon series that we are together calling it as Triggered, together calling it as triggered. And last week, I kind of brought you um, from the perspective of our feelings and our emotions, our feelings that fluctuate in situations and places and how we should navigate in those times. And one of the things that I mentioned last week, I just want to, you know, just kind of throw it out there for everybody who's joining us today. Don't make any decisions when you're angry and when you're hungry. Two things. When you're angry and when you're hungry, don't make any decisions because those decisions will make you make look like a fool maybe after a few minutes or a hour or a month. Today I want to bring your attention towards another portion that I want to capture everybody's thought as we journey on. Are you all excited for God's word today? Can we honor God's word like that this is the word that brings uh, redemption in our life. This is the word that changes our life. I pray that we will meditate on this word day and night. That this word of the almighty God will never depart from us or our children. Can I tell you there are some scriptures that I learned in my Sunday school days, in my CA competitions. I remember there was a time when I had to memorize by heart uh, uh, around 320 plus scriptures. And I, I won first prize for that. But I'm thankful that I was pushed to do that. And I'm, I'm, I'm encouraging a lot of our kids. And I know there are every Friday nights, there is JBQ and TBQ practices that happen for our young kids. And some of our kids, we started it two years ago. I am so proud that some of our kids are competing in the district and also they are selected for nationals that was scheduled to happen in Chicago this year. But I'm so thankful that the teachers, volunteers, parents here are helping our kids to memorize these Bible scriptures. Parents, pay attention to that as well. Today I want to quickly take your attention towards another scripture portion that um, you know, uh, uh, I'm, 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 I'm wanting that our church will catch on to it. And then and, and, and the sermon title that I want to bring your attention towards is simple words, let it go. Let it go. Oh, I know some husband and wife met, had a rough night yesterday, might have some argument. I'm as a pastor, just want to encourage you. You might have, you know, some, if you are in a relationship, maybe your, 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 your would-be is not here, but you just want to send a quick text to your, your would-be and let them, you know what? Let it go. It's okay. Let it go. Today, before I jump into a sermon, I just want to encourage people. You know how beautiful life is sometimes to let go and let God in it. Are you with me? Oh, I am just two minutes into my preaching already. And y'all just look at what's happening. And let go and let God in your situation. How beautiful our life could be only if we allow the presence of God to walk in, nurture, you know, enjoy, you know, be around the presence of God, linger around the presence of God so that in life situations, oftentimes that we hold on to, we will let it let it go. Let it go. You have to let it go from the place of bondage. You have to let it go from the perspective of bondage. You have to let yourself into the promise of his blessing. Three things that I want to quickly reiterate here before I mention my flagship verse for today. And it is, you have to let it go from the one, the place of bondage. Sometimes it is a place 
It is a place that seemed to be stuck in your life. That environment, that relationship. You have to leave that. And sometimes you have to let yourself understand. I got to let it go now. It's too long that I'm holding on to things. Now I have to let it go. Number two, you have to let it go from the perspective of bondage. Where does your perspective come? It's in your thought processes. And last week, we dived into understanding how our thought processes should be aligned with the thought processes of God himself. So let it go from the perspective of bondage. Number three, you have to let yourself into the promise of his blessing. Nobody else's, but his blessing. The blessings of God for your life. Understand this one thing, the blessing of God for your life is to prosper you. The blessing of God for your life is not to harm you. Even though the blessing might sound like a closed door, even though the blessing might sound or look like walking through wilderness, even though the blessing might look like, you know, you are hearing no answers from God. It might be a dark and lonely moment, but the blessings of God in your life are to prosper you. Embrace the plan of God in your life. You might be seated here and you might be going through a season of darkness. You might be seated here and might think that you are in a place where you have not seen the answer of God. Might be in a place where you fasted and prayed for 21 days, 40 days straight, but you've not heard an answer from God. Might be going through those moments. Sometimes let you, I want to let you understand that it's, it's better for us to let it go in certain aspects of our journey. Let it go. Something that is holding us right? Let's listen. I want to, I want to bring your attention to us. Uh, Acts chapter 9 verse is 18 to 20 from the NLT translation is where I'm, I'm going to read to them. Acts chapter 9 verse 18 to 20. Acts chapter 9 verses 18 to 20. This is how it goes. Instantly something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he regained his sight. Then he got up and was baptized. Afterward, he ate some food and regained his strength. Listen, uh, instantly, who is Paul? Paul, the guy, God changed his life. Saul, was he addressed in the early portions of the book of Acts? And you see how the big transformation happened in the life of Saul. And after the encounter, the divine interruption or the intervention of God, God just transformed Saul. On the, the road to Damascus, God just intervened and changed the whole aspect and the journey and the outcome of Saul's life. And later part of the book of Acts, and in the New Testament, we see he's addressed as, as Paul. But here, as we look into that entire portion, we are seeing an encounter that happened and the result of that encounter in the life of Saul, who later was known as Paul. It says, instantly, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes. He regained his sight and he got up and was baptized. This is what the first point that I want to share today is to let it go. It's God's desire, but it is our decision. Number one, right? To let it go is God's desire for us. 
but it is ultimately our decision, right? So in, 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 in Saul's life, you come across, right? He was journeying through, going to Damascus to kill, persecute, and destroy the New Testament church. His agenda in life was to destroy everything that opposed his vision, that opposed his thought processes, that opposed his views and his understanding. In other words, Saul was right in what he was doing. Are you true? Is that, is that right with me? Is that, is that right in the scriptures that you read here? You know, Saul was perfect in the vision he already had. He wanted to persecute. He wanted to destroy. And that's where sometimes we have to realize God's decision for us. Oh, I'm preaching for somebody today. God's decision for us is that we let it go and allow the presence of God to step into our life to have a whole new vision for us. Hallelujah. Saul is over. You know, you know, some people, you know, having conversations with people is so interesting. Some people are never wrong in their life. Never wrong at all. Especially my son Josiah. He is never wrong at all. Oh my God. He will come with us with rebuttals and, you know, argue with us. No, not this way, dada, that way. And he's now correcting. You know, I grew up in India, man. I, I, you know, you may, you may, you may, you, you see my accent. You see my, my, my mistakes and my grammar and all that. My son Josiah at five years old is correcting me now. I'm like, whoa. I've seen kids, young kids, you know, 12, 21, 25 year old correcting their parents in once in a while a conversation. This guy is five years old. He got it right. Some people are always right. They always say, no matter how old, how young you are, you are always right. How can you be right? How can you be right all the time? Sometimes in life, we have to accept our mistakes. I was wrong. Brother, I am sorry that I was wrong. You know, we have to own up our mistakes so that we don't go and tremble on that mistake again. We have to own up. And for Saul, I'm thankful that he owned it up. He's like, God, you know what? My vision is perfect. I sa- what, 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 what are you, God? I sat under Gamaliel for all these years. I have the best theological. Your, your theology has no value. If it is not in the perspective of God. But Paul, Paul Saul would say, you know what? I went to the best university. I am the best in the entire generation. There's nobody better than me. But when the encounter happened in his life, he had to let it go. Things that he was holding on to. Vision that he had. And at that moment, oh, I'm, I'm, come, I'm, I'm preaching for somebody out here. And I want to help everybody who's also watching us on the online platform. It is better to let God intervene and take over our vision, which was blurred. I was talking to Roy Uncle yesterday. Like 2020 is a year of, you know, a vision, right? 2020 vision. But our vision is blurred out because the mask and the glass, if you wear glasses, it's a fogged up vision. But sometimes we have to understand, let it go, brother. Let it go, sister. Let it go. Let it go. The vision. When you have an encounter with God, your vision changes. Oh, come on. If that is a true encounter with God, your vision changes. Your vision about your future. Your vision about your education. Your vision about your relationship. You might be wanting to get married. You know, have a vision for your relationship. Have Have a vision for your future in the relationship. You might be newly married watching us. Have a vision. State it out for your family. 
Maybe there, there's somebody here who just, you know, sent few application forms for your relationship. You know, have a vision for your life first. Before you have a vision stated out for your partner, have a vision for yourself. The big mistake about two people coming together is that they have, if the, uh, both people have expectations of each other, but they have no self-expectations of individually, it leads to a bigger mistake and chaos in life. Have an expectation for yourself. What are your expectations? State out your own vision and goals for your own self before you bring it out in the life of others. For Saul, he had a vision for himself and that was to destroy everybody. But one encounter with God changed him. And you see, more than 70% of the New Testament was written by this one guy, Paul. Why? Because of the encounter he had with Jesus. Your encounter will change everything about you. Let me just quickly go into the scriptures instantly, right? So this is fast forward into the story. It says instantly something like scales fell from Saul's eye. There are a lot of people seated here. You still have those scales. You still have the scales of 20 years and 19 years and 40 years and 35. You still have some of those scales. And only you can see if your scales fall down. Gotta have an encounter, brother. Gotta have an encounter with God. And then this is how it goes. Afterward, he ate some food, regained his strength, and he went down. And you see, he was baptized. He, he transformed his life. So number one that I mentioned here is to let it go is God's desire, but ultimately it is our decision. What is your decision today? I'm asking this question open to everybody. What is your decision? Are you letting yourself and your agenda and your plan and your vision to derail in the road and have a God-sized vision for your life? Let it go. It's God's desire, but it is our decision. I decide today. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 6. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 6. This is how it goes. A time to search and a time to quit searching. Uh, it, this is from the NLT translation. A time to search and a time to quit searching. A time to keep and a time to throw away. From, I love the message translation. Listen to this. A time, message translation. A, a right time to hold on and another to let go. A right time to rip out and another to mend. What a beautiful scripture from the book of Ecclesiastes, the wisdom that has been nurtured into our lives this morning. And it is that it is a, there's a time for you to search and there's a time for you to quit searching. And there's a time for you to keep and a time for you to throw away. Oh, I love, you know, throwing away stuff. Something about me in my family is I love throwing away some of the old junk stuff. And in the last four years of being at Zion Church, we have thrown away a lot of stuff too. <laughs> Every time we have a cleaning that happens here, you know, we just get rid of all the old baggages and all the old stuff. You know, um, because, um, there is no need because, you know, and the more you keep the old stuff, there is no space for the new. Are you with me? Oh, come on. Nobody said amen to that. 
I'm thankful Anisha is not here. She might be in the room, so she's not going to throw stuff at me right now. But I'm just going to be honest. In life, in our home, I love once in a while getting into the pantry. And Anisha hates it. And when I get into the pantry, I will go through everything. There are stuff that we inherited from somebody. We inherited from people. We inherited when our parents moved out. We inherited a lot of stuff from them. And half of them were not so good to keep it for a long time. I'm like, you know what? You know, for sentiments, I will take pictures and keep it. But I don't think this has any space in our, sp in our place. You know, I kept it in the pantry for such a long time. Then I put it away in the garage. Now I'm like, okay, slowly and slowly it is moving out. One day I got the, 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 the trash can, put everything in. I didn't even ask her, put everything into it. Till today she doesn't know. Maybe today she knows. You, you don't get new space just like that. You have to make space for it. And the, the thing is that we hold on to things and we start holding on to that. And they take a lot, might be a small, something very minor, something very small. And I am very sure this is not just me. But then um, in many Indian houses, we have curry masala kept from five years ago. Never used it. But sometimes it is time for us to declutter. Take out that mess. Take out it and allow the new to come in. Ecclesiastes is the flagship verse for all those people. There are people underlining it. I know there's going to be a good conversation around your lunch table today. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 6. A time for you to search. A time for you to quit searching. A time to keep and a time to throw it away. This is how... I want to bring your attention as we listen to that. Can I have Christian here help me out? Christian, can you come here, bro? Um, as we look into the scripture and understand some of the things, can I have my, um, this mic so that the illustration be more good and better? Uh, is this still working? If not, that's okay. My level. <clears throat> there are times in our moments that we have to, we have to let go. But here's my understanding. If not, can I have the, the mic stand? Can I have the mic stand if this, this, the level is now working. <clears throat> Sometimes in life, we have to decide it. Life gives us things in our life. It offers us. It gives us so many things in our life. And we have to decide that ultimately, if I want to make my life beautiful and meaningful, then I have to make some bold decisions for me. Is the position right? Because there are people watching us in the online platform too. If not, please correct me and bear with me who are watching us in person here. But uh, we just want to make sure that everybody has the same kind of feel on the online. On This is kind of a hybrid. It's good. Look at that. Okay. Look at that. Perfect. Okay. Okay, so Christian, look at, look at the camera too. Where, where's your mask? Okay. <laughs> there, there are things in our life which people are going to throw it slowly, like you're throwing it to Josiah. You know how my, my um, sporting skills are, right? Oh, that was easy. Okay. There are things that life will throw into your life. In your journey, there are things that, you know, people will throw into in your relationship. It might be one word that comes to your life. And you know what? You hold on to it. Throw it. Keep throwing it. You, you, you continue to hold on to it as you grow in your life. And you continue to keep it with you as long as you decide. Keep throwing it. Keep throwing it. That pain from your past relationship, you know, that, 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 that emotional stress that you were in in that previous job situation, that, that conflict you had in, uh, with your in-laws. You know, you keep, you, you're continuing. Something about life is never it is too less for us. We look for things to hold on to. 
We look for things to continue holding on to in our, oh man, this is so hard with my jacket on, but all right, this is, this, this looks good. And this is just the, the previous conversation I had with somebody that somebody just decided to throw in a ball of offense in my life. And I have taken it so seriously that I will never let it go in my life. And I'm trying to hold on to it. But listen, this is what I want to bring your attention towards. What you're holding on to that you think is actually holding you. Are you understanding this? What you're holding on to in the perspective of holding on to, it's taking one space. It's taking and eating up your time and energy. And also listen, it's actually holding you. Now, having all of this stuff here, I'm trying to manage and navigate. Come on, keep throwing some stuff on my life. And, and what happens is I, I, I continue to live my life with all of these offenses, all of these, uh, uh, you know, uh, things that has happened in my life. And as we continue to live with those uh, uh, stuff that is going on and I don't decide to leave it, what happens is I cannot function as an individual. My relationship cannot grow in wherever God has placed you. In your marriage, in your church, in your ministry, in your organization, because you're holding on to things. The next moment you see that person, you're like, bro, you know, last time I was in your presence, you threw some stuff at me and I'm still holding on to and I have, I, 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 I can't face you. I can't, I can't have a good relationship with you because these things remind me all the time. These things I'm carrying around as a baggage in my life. Are you with me? And as a Pentecostal believer, everybody looks so straight-faced. I'm like, like, there is nothing good about me. You are a liar. That's what you are. In our Christian journey, there are things that has happened in our life and journey, in our faith, that we are holding on to. It's taking your time, brother. It's taking and derailing your spiritual life. I know you want to do a three-day fasting and prayer for that. Your fasting and prayer won't help. If you continue to decide to hold on to this. And a lot of us are walking with these baggages every single Sunday service. Zoom meeting, you are sitting there with your baggages. Sunday morning, you are here with your baggages. You want to lift high, lift your hands and worship God. And that's when you think about, oh, that brother said me that. I cannot forgive him. That sister. No, 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 no. I cannot worship with her. <laughs> Not possible. Because you have never let it go. If you let it go, right? You can lift your hands. Worship God. You know what Bible says? It helps us to understand. When you know the truth, the truth shall... Oh, come on, somebody. When you know that... What is, face your truth today. Have you made a mistake in your life? Face it. Face it. Own your mistake. You know the kind of freedom it sets you and, and liberates your life? And that allows you, come on, keep throwing stuff at me. And, and when those things happen and then you are free in Christ, instead of holding on to it, you know what you do is, come on, throw it at me. You know, you just dodge it, throw it on my chest. All right, you, can't, you, you are walking as a Christian and having Christ in your life. You know, you have no time to hold on to these things. 
You have no time to hold on to it because you're focused on God and you're allowing it is let go and allow God. Let go and let God in your situation. Only if we could do that. Now listen, uh, let me just quickly grab on to the things that was actually placed in my life. And this is what Chris, we're going to do the big ball here. Okay, so listen, you know, because I have all of these offenses, might be small, uh, very petty issues, very small. What happens? Watch this. God wants to give me something, but I am so occupied in my life. I am so full with what has happened in my past. I am so full of the offense that I have faced in my life. I am so full of the past relationships that I have been in and then people just walked over me and the things that people have said about me. I am so full over it and God decides to bless me with something and I'm like looking at the blessing, looking at God. Three days of fasting, 14 days of fasting, 21 days of fasting. Brother, sister, your fasting means nothing because you have not decided to let God throw at me. God decides to throw you that. But you have no space. No time. Take it away. Take it again. You have no time. You have no energy. You have no space because of the old junk that is placed in your life. But today, I want to release some people here. Declare in the name of Jesus, I will let it out of my life. I'm going to flush it out of my life today. I have no space for it. And that's when you come to the presence of God and God blesses you with something big, something good, something colorful. And this is the blessing God has intended your life to occupy. But you've been walking around with all the petty issues. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I can make a good sermon illustration. Thank you. I can make a good sermon illustration. Make everybody happy. Leave this place as if nothing happened. Everybody's happy, but take home the same issues. Brother, it is you who decide. God's desire for you, God's desire for you is to have freedom in life. You're holding on to your past. At some point, you need to take the cross of Calvary and place it in between your past and your present so that your past does not paralyze your future. The cross of Calvary, if it is placed as an indicator, as a marker, as a boundary, as we heard, if you place the, the cross of Calvary, your past cannot cross over the cross of Calvary. Today, I declare to everybody listening to me, I am here to help you understand the cross is a boundary between what has happened in the past and where God is taking you. Come on, somebody, put your hands together and worship God today. Hallelujah. Place the cross of Calvary as an indicator, as a boundary that your past will not, will not, will not follow you. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 31 to 32. It says, get rid of bitterness. Oh, Malayali. Get rid of bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words and slander as well as all types of evil behavior. You might be like, oh, pastor did not mention that, right? My, my issue was not mentioned. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Holy Spirit. But it says, as well as all types 
of evil behavior. A Christian is not just a person who just took water baptism, comes and sings to two songs and 30 minutes of message. A Christian is somebody who lives the life of gospel so that people outside who have never heard the gospel would see you as the walking gospel of Jesus Christ. That's the real transformation that happens. But here we are, we have taken water baptism but we're still holding on to that. We speak in tongues, oh, we do all of that, but still holding on to it. And sometimes I've come to the understanding that we can all fake it to make it. God does not want us to do that. Get it out of your life. Let it go. Today I'm asking this season, next two months, 2020 to end. Next two months, next week we start November. We have two more months to go. November is the month of Thanksgiving and we are declaring God, God, we want to thank you for all you've done all your blessings that has poured into our life. I want to give you glory and honor. But listen church, listen. Even though we gather together, we have a turkey, we have all the essentials for the Thanksgiving. It's not a pie, it's not a decor, it's nothing about that. Have your heart lined up. So God, next two months is going to be a time of thanksgiving. Ten months of 2020, we have come thus far just because of grace, your grace alone. But today God, I am here to let it go from my life. This is how it goes. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, slander, all types of evil behavior. Instant, be kind to each other. Let's practice that. Simple words. I don't have any graphic to show it. I don't want to boost up my volume to just make you understand. Simple words as we read through God's word. Instead, be kind to one another. Let this be a season to practice that. Is that not true? Be kind to one another. This season, help somebody. Help somebody in their life. Be kind to that person. Throw kind words into their life. Brother, sister, they are waiting for you. They are waiting for you. Maybe 20 years ago, your family had a dispute and you walked separate roads. But maybe today's word is a word to just encourage. I'm talking about you, brother. I'm talking about you, sister. Be kind to one another. How long can you live with this baggage? Can I tell you, when you go in your graveyard, it is just that box that you go in. Nothing else that we have accumulated in our life. But if you're kind to people, if you love people, maybe when you are dead, they will stand up to say, he was a kind man. He was a good man. He was a loving man. He was a good, good man. He's a good woman. Lastly, second thing that I want to mention here, what you are thinking that you are holding, what you are holding that you think is actually holding you.
lastly stop holding stop holding it stop holding it i want to give a last scripture here as we transition into a time of worship right after this i want to spend some time in worship because i believe in a spirit of breakthrough to happen in this house today there are things we are holding on to and it's about time for us to let it go and let god to take over philippians chapter 3 i'll take 5 more minutes okay philippians chapter 3 verse 12 to 14 and i'll translate it says i don't mean to say that i have already achieved these things or that i have already reached perfection i always believe it's not about the perfection it's about the progression in life but i press on to possess that perfection for which jesus christ possessed me no dear brothers and sisters i have not achieved it but i focus on this one thing forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead listen church listen y'all today's word i pray i pray that it brings hope in your life that i'm not saying that i have achieved everything some people are all dressed up booji to say that you know what i am a booji I, i have everything i have gathered all wealth and knowledge i'm a good christian but hey paul is helping us understand it's not that i have gathered everything i have achieved everything but listen brothers i focus on one thing forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead can i tell you what lies ahead for your life is better than what was in the past i'm here to help somebody i said what lies in the future and for the future of your life is better than what is behind today i i just want to help you understand sometimes in relationships in jobs in places where you have walked through you know what we do is every relationship you get a baggage oh i'm just i have a lot of time so i just want to be in this relationship but can i tell you can i tell you when you get into a relationship with somebody it's almost like it's a soul connection with that person you're carrying a baggage into the next relationship if you did not walk out i'm not saying it's not necessary for you to walk you when you don't walk out in the right way you're carrying a baggage into your next relationship you walk into places some people they love traveling but what happens is when you travel you see the duty free shop, shop, stores and you want to buy everything at the airport you carry 20 bag, pounds by the time you get down it is already already 40 pounds just want to accumulate stuff gather and hold on to it every pit stop every relationship that you walk into you having a baggage to carry sometimes it is very important for me to in the spirit of the almighty god let it go walk into freedom with god walk into freedom with the almighty god can we all rise up in god's house friends today as a pastor in this house i have a word of encouragement to everybody that we need to allow god to step in let go and let god I'm here to repeat again let go and let God step in so that he can give the best to your life
whatever he has ordained for you to have is yours and nobody else can ever take it I declare in the name of Jesus today that your past cannot paralyze your future I'm here to help somebody understand your past your past pain your past struggle your past relationship your hurt your attitude problem your your addictions I come out that spirit in the name of Jesus that spirit that makes you angry and makes you make impulsive decisions I cancel it in the name of Jesus today let there be victory in the house let the truth of Jesus liberate our life the truth is Jesus and he liberates us come on y'all let's surrender ourselves let's sing this one beautiful song and worship him today in the midst of our hurting situations broken moments overwhelmed by the weight of our sin look to our savior's face today let's worship our king together let's worship and lift him up hallelujah